Uh, hey, Ryan. Yes, Rob. Where? Hey, Ryan. <laughs> Shit. I was going to do it again. Hey, Ryan. Howdy, Rob. <laughs> Stop it. Hey, <laughs> I, want, I want my lunch, damn it. Hey, Ryan. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> You're f- <laughs> what's up all right this is the at banter podcast a balanced and entertaining look at assistive technology accessibility and its importance in people's lives join rob minot ryan flurry and steve barclay as they banter with people around the world about anything and everything regarding assistive technology and the disability community Now, on with the show. Hey, and welcome to another episode of AT Banter. Banter, banter. My name is Rob Minot, and uh, joining me today in the Anti-Gloom Zoom Room, Mr. Ryan Flurry. Hello again. Uh, and Mr. Steve Barkley. Nothing that much is going on. Uh, maybe we're just following the wrong people. Or maybe there's some sort of global crisis going on or something that we don't know about. Maybe. Could be. Quick, like, check hey. CNN. <laughs> the disaster station. Hey, I know. I'm gonna, I have a Netflix suggestion for you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ryan, I don't know. This, uh, I'm not sure how good this is going to be for Ryan because uh, it is in a foreign language and I don't know how the, all the subtitles work in terms of the audio description of it. But it's like a, it's a French show. It's a, it's a TV show. Or it's a, sorry, it's a, a French, Netflix, French language Netflix show. I don't know what country produced it, uh, but it's called Into the Night and it's super cool. Uh, the premise is the sun. The, the, uh, the sun has reversed polarity, and so now anybody in sunlight dies because of gamma rays or something. And so it's about this this guy that hijacks this plane, and because he he's like part of NATO and he he knows what the inside scoop of what's going on, and he jumps on this plane and he makes it fly, and and they sort of they have to like follow the night, and like sort of globe hop until they can find like a safe place to to hole up uh, to avoid getting fried by the sun. It's, it's very cool. It's, 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 it's a good show. Hmm. I'll keep an eye out for that one. Hey, Ryan. Rob. Um, what the heck are we doing today? Today we are talking with Karthik Cannon from Envision AI about their new smart glasses. Yay, smart glasses. I'm so excited to be talking about smart glasses. Um, I know. It's been a while. It's going to be so cool. Like, I, I'm waiting for the day that I can own a pair of smart glasses. Every, everybody looks smarter in glasses. <laughs> well, that's true, too. And that's interesting that they called them smart glasses, actually. Hmm. Ooh, there's a show there. Does that mean that, un, like, so people who aren't wearing smart glasses, then those will be called dumb glasses? In which case, are we going to have a whole thing where it's like smart glasses versus dumb glasses? I mean, no, more on, more on specs, more specs, simpleton specs. Um, yeah, no, this is going to be cool. So they've been working on this, and we've had Carthagon before, and and actually he's, he's talked a little bit about um, the these forthcoming smart glasses. But I guess the difference here is that they are real close to releasing these now. Hey, hey, Rob. 
Yes. Say Google Glasses. Oh, don't. No. No, <laughs> I don't want to say Google Glasses. And we're going to get a transcript of that done, too. <laughs> no, don't you. Google, 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 Google Glass. I know. I got to have, honestly, whenever we do a Google, sh- a Google show, I'm going to have to um, have some drinks before it because I feel like that's what loosens me up where I can actually say Google properly. I guess I need, I don't know, obviously I need speech therapy or something when it comes to Google. Like, Google. Because, like, seriously, I may have to switch to an Amazon Echo because my stupid home does not recognize it when I'm yelling at it. Really? Like to, yeah. I usually have to say it like two or three times for it to recognize that I'm talking to it. And that's why I really wish Google would build in that functionality where you could rename the, the, um, the activation word because I, I really need that in my life. Hmm. Well, get yourself a couple echoes. Clearly, because you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to rename it Ryan so that I can be like, hey, Ryan, <laughs> in my home all the time. You'll be, it's like you'll be with me all the time, Ryan. Aww. Virtual Ryan. Virtual Ryan. Because uh, clearly I've got that phrase down pat. It's just the, the damn thing. <laughs> right. Hey, Ryan. <laughs> hey, Ryan. <laughs> Anyways, that's going to be, yeah, it's going to be cool. Um, I'm looking forward to chatting with him a bit. Ryan, what are you watching? Um, nothing. I just finished going back through season one and two of Cobra Kai because season three is coming out, I think, in the next month. Is it? Oh, and they're that's all going so cool. Netflix now. So hopefully. Are they? Yeah, hopefully it'll all be audio described. Oh, sweet. We're on okay. YouTube. Do you know when they're showing up on Netflix? Uh, August sometime. I think August 30th. Sweet. Okay, well, I'll just hold off and wait. Sure. I'm not sure the release date for season three. But. Hmm, that's cool. That was a good show. I, I enjoyed that first season. Yeah, there's lots of stuff I want to watch. I just, just haven't made the time to watch. I don't, Sir, I don't know when you're going to find the time to watch... Uh, TV shows if it is not now during a global pandemic when you're not going out at all. What the hell are you doing? Oh, uh, well, you know, during the day I'm at my computer and in the evenings I'm usually upstairs with Linda because we're two ships passing in the night during the day so we don't see each other really. Uh-huh. And then I've got a dog and a cat I like to play with and, you know, there's dinner and I've been reading and podcasting and so there's just not enough time. Oh, man, yeah. Well, there you go wasting too much time on human company and animals you need to dive into that magic of streaming media well especially because i'm paying for it (laughs) (laughs) hi everyone this is steve from canadian assistive technologies and this is a shameless plug Tablet-based magnification solutions have really taken off over the past couple of years. Products like the HumanWare Connect 12 have been extremely popular. Now we have a few different tablet-based systems to go along with the Connect 12. The Connect 12 is based on an Android tablet, which can be great for places using Google Classroom services, but sometimes you need a tablet with a bit more punch. The Mercury 12 from TriSight and the MagnaLink Tab from Low Vision International have similar functionality to the Connect 12, but both are based on the Microsoft Surface tablet, a full-blown Windows computer. If you're looking at a tablet-based system, you can look at all three on our website at www.canastech.com. Joining us now is Karthik Cannon from Envision AI. Welcome to AT Banter. 
Yes, thank you for having me again. Yeah, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. Yeah. Okay, since we've talked to you before, we'll let you go. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> oh, yeah, Ryan. That would be fun. <laughs> okay. Well, excellent. Well, hey, listen, thanks. It's good to have you back. Thanks for coming back on, on the show. And uh, we sure. are excited to hear about the Envision glasses because if the rumors are true, you guys are pretty yes. close to shipping these guys. Oh, yes. And the rumors are true. And uh, we are pretty close to shipping. So we're at this point where uh, we're really just, you know, uh, crossing the T's and dotting the I's and uh, just, you know, trying to polish the, the glasses a little bit more do more user testing here in the Netherlands. Uh, so we're, we're really at the finish line almost, and uh, you can expect this uh, to be out soon. Yeah, and we're super, super excited. We've worked really, really hard on it for the whole year uh, and beyond, actually. It's been like more than two and a half years in the making, so it's an absolute pleasure to put it out. So I know that yeah. um, we, we, did, we did talk a little bit about um, the glasses last time that you were on and you guys were sort mm -hmm. of still sort of deep in the development process. Um, yep. But why don't we just, just to sort of refresh people's memories, um, give us an, a snapshot of, of what, the, the, what the glasses are and sort of a little bit of the, of the technical side of, of, of them in terms of what platform it's on, et cetera. All right, sure thing. So basically, the Envision glasses. Uh, all right, let me just back up a little bit. You know, I'll talk about the Envision app first for those of your listeners who are new to Envision, right? So Envision is basically an app that helps people with a visual impairment to live more independently. So we help them to read all kinds of text, uh, recognize faces of their friends and family, recognize their personal belongings, and so much more. So Envision, as an app, has been out for the last two years. Uh, we're on iOS and Android as well, and uh, we've got uh, tens of thousands of users across the world. And uh, one of the things that we've heard constantly from users time and again is that they would really like to go ahead and have the the power of Envision uh, on a smart glass, so that you know they don't really have to take out their phones uh, anytime they're outside. They don't have to do all of that stuff. They don't have to hold a cane or a guide dog in one hand. Uh, and a phone in the other and point around. They just want to be able to put on the glasses, do everything that they do with the app, but completely hands-free, right? So that was sort of the impetus behind Envision, and that was sort of the impetus behind why we started to work on the Envision glasses, right? So the Envision glasses does everything the Envision app does. So it helps you to read text, helps you to recognize faces of friends and family, helps you to do a lot more. Uh, then the Envision app as well. So you can also go ahead and say, for example, uh, do, fa uh, do video calling on the Envision app, on the Envision glasses, which is a very unique thing that you can do on the glasses as well. So it is an extension of the Envision app and also does a lot more than the Envision app as well. So that's the Envision glasses in a nutshell. And um, as of today, the Envision glasses or the Envision, gla the, the Envision glasses is the Envision app running on the Google Glass. So it's an Android-based setup, and uh, that's basically how it is. So, so yeah, so I was just looking at, at um, some of the pictures online, and what really strikes me right off is um, they seem a lot more lightweight than any of the other smart glasses that I've seen. Um, is that the case? Yes. So these glasses are actually super lightweight, right? So you would be able to go ahead and wear them on. You can wear them on all day without really having to notice 
the weight at all in them. So they're actually very, very light to use and, and they have a great battery life as well. So the, the thing that really struck us about the Google Glass when they first launched, at least the new version, is that it's super lightweight. At the same time, they have like a nice six to five to six hour battery life. So that is sort of the ideal space for, or the ideal sort of spot for the hardware unit that we were looking into, you know? So we were experimenting with lots of smart glasses. So they were either really bulky or they had very poor battery life. And uh, this sort of was in the Goldilocks zone, you know? So it's had just the right amount of battery life, but then it was also super lightweight that you could just wear them all day at home or work or outside and you wouldn't really feel uh, the difference, you know? You know, because smart glasses really are still uh, an evolving thing, um, it mm-hmm. really hasn't, hasn't taken the mainstream by storm yet. I mean, we're still kind of waiting for that. But I'm, but I'm going to assume that, you know, that is going to be a very important aspect of smart glasses when they do enter the mainstream, is that idea of comfort and just how how subtle they are and 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 certainly as as a piece of AT that's going to be you know even more important of of an aspect because with something like a like a pair of smart glasses that's just you being used on a database basis in the mainstream people can just take take them on and off as they want but when you're using it as a piece of AT you don't have that so i mean that that idea of being really super lightweight and having a long battery life is going to be even more important that is true you know i i, I totally i totally agree with that as well because um i believe something like smart glasses are definitely going to be mainstream i would say in the next uh, three to five years uh, mm-hmm. and you know having had uh, pretty deep conversations with people uh, from companies like Google and Amazon I can sort of understand that okay this is really the space uh, that is going to blow up in the next three to five years because you know people are really working hard on this stuff um, and uh, you know if you look at what Apple has been doing in the in the uh, augmented reality space for the last uh, three years with ARKit, right? They've been steadily bringing the uh, the ARKit uh, SDK to work uh, or, or getting close to as much as they can to making it work on a smart class, right? And uh, that is something, you know, would be, we would see that coming sooner or later. And when it does come, I think, yeah, the, something like the Google Glass form factor is probably what is going to be uh, the first in the market, I believe. Arthur, can you can you talk a little bit about the capabilities of the uh, Google Glasses? Sure. So um, the Google Glass uh, or the, the new uh, edition of the Google Glass is something that, uh, you know, came out in October of last year. And uh, what we've been able to do on the Envision Glasses is something that's quite unprecedented. It's something that's very uh, unique in the space. So what we've been able to do is uh, we've been able to take all the computing power of the Google Glass, which is much more significant than the computing power of the previous Google Glass or probably any other smart classes out there. We've been able to take that and convert that into an AT device. So um, we've been able to go ahead and add like an accessibility layer on top of the Google Glass, which uh, it didn't have before. So the Google Glass doesn't ship with TalkBack or doesn't ship with uh, uh, with any of those uh, features, but we were able to go ahead and work with the user group here in the Netherlands uh, and in other places as well to sort of build the accessibility layer. So it's able to go ahead and provide a very smartphone-like experience. So it's very intuitive, like TalkBack. 
Um, another thing that I think is the Google Glass is very capable of, uh, and something that I've really come to like is how good the quality, how good the, ca- the camera quality is for the size of the device. So you get like a 720p HD camera mm. with a very wide-angle lens. So it's it's really built for the kind of AI applications that you know something like Envision is doing. So being able to read text or being able to recognize a scene, right? So that's something that the Google Glass is very very capable of doing. And uh, you also have a really nice uh, processor on the device, and uh, and and it, the processor to battery uh, compatibility is also quite impressive because the processor is really strong, but then that doesn't really put too much of a strain on the battery. So, in a way, I would say it's the most ideal smart glasses out there, and uh, that's why as soon as it came out, we reached out to the Google guys, and we were like, hey, you know, we really want in on this because we think there is there is an audience that could really really benefit from having. our technology on your glasses and i think it's then we think it's the perfect combo there is you know i don't know if you can answer this question karthik but do you know mm-hmm. if there are plans to allow users to install their own apps other than envision so i don't know about those plans firstly and and, and secondly i think the google glass is sort of aimed at uh, you know uh, at enterprise customers so you know folks like uh, you know big companies that want to use smart glasses so it's not really a consumer device it's not something that you could just go to a shop uh, and then buy like how you would buy an iphone right um but having said that we are working with a bunch of apps out there so we're talking to folks like dimaize aira we're talking to a bunch of navigation apps and we're seeing if we can have those apps also on the envision platform right, right? so we're building like a platform of sorts where we want to allow or, or sort of share this uh, this at platform that we've built with all of these uh, other uh, app developers for the blind and visually impaired and that is something that we are working on and 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 hopefully uh, this year or uh, you know as soon as we launch the glasses that's something that we're going to continue to work with and uh, hopefully we'll be able to onboard some partners this year itself you know Yeah, that's great to hear, you know, because I think for many years for kind of mainstream off the shelf glasses that had the technology built into them, you know, we've had the smart glasses that do one or two things really really well, but when you start paying, you know, 2, 3, 4,000 or more for a pair of smart glasses that do two or three things, two or three things really well. Yeah. Sometimes justify that price. So I'm glad to hear you're working about working with others to try and get more functionality built in. For sure because I think you know one of the things that you know I I like I mentioned before I think the Google Glass is an extraordinarily powerful capable hardware platform and uh, you know I think it's it's it it would be really really beneficial for the community and uh, if we really were to build a good AI and assistive technology layer on top of the Google Glass and then open that up to other developers you know and I think when we do that I think we would then truly unlock the power Uh, of smart glasses so uh, like i mean the, the plan from the beginning was to go ahead and build the envision app and that would be like some sort of a showcase for other developers to be like hey you know what this is what you can do on the google glass uh, and then we would approach other uh, developers like uh, bima eyes and they they all seem pretty interested so far so fingers crossed we should be having something interesting coming from them soon right So I just want to circle back to one of the features you mentioned earlier, the video calling feature. Yep. So, you know, I, I believe the Google Glass has Wi-Fi and Bluetooth built in, but if you're not in an area, take like a cellular SIM card for mobile data, how does that work? So, the way this works uh with the uh, with 
it, do, it doesn't really have an option for an eSIM or a mobile SIM card to be slotted in. So the Google Glass doesn't come with like a SIM card. Uh, but you do, you can connect the Google Glass to your hotspot. So if you connect your Google Glass to your hotspot, you can then go ahead and make a video call to a friend or a family member directly from within the glasses. Uh, and all they have to do is install like a, a free app. So we have also building an Envision a companion app to the uh, to the glasses, uh, you know, so that your friends and family members could just download the app. And then anytime you want to go ahead uh, and reach out to them, you can just video call them directly from the glasses. Uh, and we're also adding some other additional features on top of the video calling. So, for example, if you want to share location, right, you would be able to share location with your friends or family members. So you can use it when you're out and about when you connect the glasses to the hotspot. Right. Okay. Um, now, so given the, the nature of the platform, is it going to be fa a fairly easy thing for, for you to do to, to be updating the firmware or are there going to be sort of like generations of the glasses? I think it's, it's both. So um, we've built a very, very simple update mechanism within the glasses, uh, within, within the, uh, the platform itself, the Envision platform. And uh, you would be able to go ahead and sort of, uh, you know, install updates automatically. And, and all of that is something that we've taken care of uh, entirely. I mean, in fact, the moment you actually take out the glasses from the box, you really don't need any sighted help, uh, mostly to help you with setting up the glasses. So we've tried to make the process as, you know, independent as possible. Um, and with regards to generations, yeah, they, they're, you know, um, the Google Glass is just a start. You know, we're not really tied down. Uh, to the Google Glass in any way. So tomorrow, if Amazon or someone else comes out uh, with smart glasses, uh, which we think are really good, we would definitely hop onto them. And and someday, when when Apple or Google uh, themselves come out with a, with smart glasses that you know people can directly buy, uh, we would be on them too as well. So as far as generations go, yes, I mean there could be more generations of the Google Glass, and uh, you know the Envision platform would work on all of these glasses as well. Um, and as in when we find more smart classes and we're constantly looking for them, uh, you know, we're constantly studying the market. We've been in touch with, you know, people in different companies uh, that are working on smart classes. Uh, so we would be aware of any new, you know, developments and try to get envisioned on those classes as well. Right. Well, it's, you know, it's interesting that you say that. I mean, we've been sort of, you know, doing armchair, you know, theorizing here for a while. And, you mm -hmm. know, what we keep saying is that Apple has to be close to, announcing something um we yep. know everybody knows that you know they're working on something in that space um but they're they're being pretty quiet about it and i guess you know what we keep, you know, what, what we, we what we've said what recently is that probably in the fall is we suspect that they're gonna they're gonna actually announce something even if that that product is going to be you know another year down the road we we think that the, you know that, that they'll be announcing it soon yeah, yeah, they, they they would definitely be announcing it really soon. I feel because um, if you look at what they've been doing with their augmented reality kit or their AR kit, right? They've been really doubling down on trying to bring augmented reality more into the wild. And uh, yeah, like I think the most, I would say, the best possible use case for augmented reality are smart glasses, right? Yeah. So that's basically how this works. So I think. They are quite close to it, and uh, from having conversations with the folks at Google, right? They are saying that one of the hardest things to crack in all of this is the display, right? And uh, multiple companies 
are working on ensuring that uh, the display, which is actually the most bulkiest part of the glasses right now, smart glasses right now, right? right? Those dis the, the really trying to bring down the size of the display while not compromising on the resolution, that's a very, very hard scientific problem to solve, right? right. So that's what these companies are working on. And uh, when they crack it, the day they crack it, for sure, they're going to have these glasses out into the hands of everyday people. And that's sort of going to kick off a completely different uh, revolution in its own way, you know? Yeah, so well, oops, sorry, go ahead, Ryan. Sorry. Uh, for those of us who are blind, can you kind of give us a description of like the size, the weight, the shape of the, the glasses? Sure, yeah. Um, so the Google Glass, uh, so the, the uh, or I would say the Envision glasses, right? Uh, the way they look is they look like any other pair of spectacles. So um, you can go ahead and attach your own lenses if you want on these spectacles as well, right? So you can wear them, right? Uh, and then on the right-hand side of the glasses, there is a camera, right? So there's the camera. It's angled towards the center. It's a wide-angle camera. And a little further down the line is uh, the trackpad. So the trackpad is primarily how you interact with the glasses. And all of this is on the right-hand side. And a little further down the line is where you have the speaker, right? So you have a little speaker that... Uh, you know, is placed right next to your ear, and uh, you could, you know, whatever uh, whatever stuff that you do on the glasses, whatever options or whatever menu items you have on the glasses, they're all spoken out to you, very similar to how it works with TalkBack or VoiceOver. So you could just swipe on the trackpad, double tap, uh, do all of that stuff that you usually do with VoiceOver or TalkBack, and you would get the output into your ears. And there's also a microphone that's placed next to it, uh, behind your ears is where uh, the battery and the processor sit. So this is the description of the glasses, and we have two different kinds of frames that you can use with the glasses. So one is the standard frame that comes with the Google Glass, where you can add your own, uh, where you can put them on top of uh, your glasses and so on. And then we have another specific frame with which you can also replace the lenses and things like that. So that's how it works. Okay, and so they're fairly lightweight then, are they? Yeah, they're, they're pretty lightweight. I don't know the exact weight of the glasses, but then uh, they're, they're, they're pretty lightweight. You know, you could, so in our user test, we've seen people wearing them for like five or six hours. Uh, that is the entire workday without really having to take them off as much, you know. Right. There you go, Rob. You could take the lenses out of your glasses and put them <laughs> in a Google Glass. <laughs> yeah, 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 they have. Oh, my God, they, they, yeah. we, you know, Actually, yeah, I, there have been people who went to their optimate, uh, the, uh, the optician and then had uh, their glasses changed. There are also still more people uh, waiting for the glasses to ship so they can also go ahead and do that. So there have been quite a few people who are pretty excited about customizing uh, yeah. the glasses once they get their hands on it. Yeah, I could totally see that. Or you could put in a, a cool like sunglass lens. Yep. So you look cool yeah, all the yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. You could you could wear your colored lenses or your sunglasses or the ones that your optician, uh, uh, your optometrist prescribes. So yeah, anything goes. I think that's one of the big selling points is that you can actually take your prescription lenses, put them in these frames, yeah. and now you've got a pair of functional glasses that are actually smart glasses. Yeah, that is that is right, and that is exactly. Uh, you know, I think that's one of the big draws for us as well, because like I mentioned, we were looking at various options. So we saw a few of these smart glasses from Boozix, for example. Um, you couldn't take the lenses off them, you know, mm -hmm. and that for us was a big no-go. 
because we were like, hey, you know, people definitely want to try and customize this a little bit more. But then if they don't have the option to do that, then it gets, uh, yeah, it, it, it doesn't, it isn't as, as appealing as it would be then, you know. Um, what can you tell us about the, the charging? Like how fast do they charge uh, once the, the, if their, the glasses are dead? Sure. So um, th this charges with the USB-C. So uh, like I mentioned, you know, I was talking about the, the, the sort of physical description of the glasses and I was talking about how there is, a ca there is the processor that sits right behind your ear. So there is a USB-C charging port that's out there, right? So you could go ahead and fast charge this in under... Uh, I would say, so it, it does support fast charging. So if you have one of those fast chargers, you can go ahead and charge it, I think up to 50% in about uh, 30 or 40 minutes. So that's basically, that's possible to do with fast charging. And uh, the battery life, like I mentioned, is a good uh, five to six hours uh, with the Envision app running. You could do all the functionalities of it and so on. And uh, if you put this on standby, that is if you just go ahead and uh, turn off, um, or rather just sort of fold the glasses, uh, it would come for a lot longer. Talk to me a little bit about about the app, the Envision app, and how it integrates into the glasses. Um, because I know that the app is sort of a, you know, an evolving, an evolving piece of, of software, you know, in the sense that it's constantly getting updated and everything and, and more features built into it. Is it going to be the same for the app that lives on the glasses as well? Are, are they both the same identical app? Uh, yes, they are. Like I mentioned, they're the same. They're the identical app. They have the same set of features, right? But then we have features that are sort of specifically built for the glass as well. Like for example, I mentioned the video calling, right? right that's right. I would say the biggest feature that's built for the glasses, right? It's a glasses-only feature where you could go ahead and make video calls. Apart from that, yeah, like it, it has all the features of the Envision app. And as we continue to update the Envision app with new features, you can also expect the same. Uh, to come on the glasses. Of course, you know, we're going to uh, modify the UX a little bit, uh, the user experience a little bit for it to make sense on the glass. Right. But uh, we definitely uh, will constantly update the glasses, very similar to how we do with the app, you know. And all of these updates are going to happen behind the scenes. So you would be notified when there is an update. You'd be able right. to update it on the fly. And uh, those features would also be onto the glasses. So it's going to be an evolving product it's not right. going to be something that you just have to buy uh from you know from from someone and then it's just not going to change it's going to be an evolving product and we're going to do some really fun stuff with it as well you know not just all all, all functionality it's definitely going to be a lot more fun to use right and so let me just ask uh you know the elephant in the room of course um is mm -hmm. the question of how has covid impacted the development cycle and are you guys still definitely on track to release uh, in September? Right. So we were actually, you know, going to release by the end of August. And then that was before COVID. And uh, we are now pushing things back by a month to the end of September. That is, uh, so that's basically the latest update from our side. And that is, uh, yeah, it, it, it hasn't really affected our development cycle as much, thankfully, because, uh, you know, we've been able to build stuff from home. But then, you know, we have to do a lot of user testing. Uh, we also have to do a lot of uh, work on the logistics side of things. So that's not something that's only dependent on us. So we also have, uh, you know, someone like Google uh, in the mix as well. So, yeah, sure. all of that put together sort of has pushed the, the whole thing back by a month. But uh, I think it's for the better. You know, I, I'm, I'm pretty confident that 
given more user testing and given more uh, time to fix other parts of uh, the whole operation, so the logistics and all of that stuff, I think we, we would be able to go ahead and ship a great product uh, by the end of September. Well, you know, that's not bad at all. Like only losing a month, um, you know, yeah. when you consider the, the impact of COVID on, on sort of the global supply chains um, across the board, um, Definitely. you know, that, that's Definitely. not too bad. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've been sort of, I would say, planning a little bit, you know, right from the time uh, lockdowns started hitting everywhere. We've been in active touch with the Google team trying to figure out uh, the nuts and bolts of this thing. So it's it's been in the works. So we've been trying to predict how things might you know pan out in the next few months. So yeah, it's it's been a delay that uh, we didn't want to have. But then yeah, like you said, it's we're thankful that it's just a month, and uh, we're really really excited to start shipping these things out. Now, given the the sort of the flexibility of of you know having the the software really just being an app. Would it be something like down the road where you'd be able to say if Apple did come out with um, a smart glass um, that you'd be able to be like, OK, well, hey, look, we'll we'll develop for that platform as well as Google and have and, and have the Envision glasses on multiple different platforms. Is that something that would that could happen? hundred percent. You know, like I mentioned, one of the things that, you know, we really think is going to happen in the next three to five years for sure is that smart glasses are going to become more and more of a common thing. It's It, it would start right. to pick up steam is what we believe. And the way we've built our software from the very beginning is to always be as platform agnostic as possible, right? That's the reason why we were able to move from iOS to Android uh, and to the glasses fairly easily. So we have always tried to be as platform agnostic as possible. And going forward, that's the plan, you know? So today there's the Google Glass and that's the best in the market. And tomorrow, if we have another hardware partner who's really good, uh, we would definitely be on to those as well, right? So we're constantly looking for new smart glasses, new platforms, that makes sense to us and we're constantly talking to users about it so when and if they come up we're definitely going to be on them is there an option for people to excuse me oh we say that is there an option for people to purchase the google glass and battery you know the components of the envision smart glasses without the lenses that they can mount to their own glasses um, at the moment, uh, no. So all of this stuff comes in one package, I would say, right? So it doesn't necessarily come in different components. So that's one of the things. So when you actually buy the Envision glasses, it's the hardware plus the software bundled together. So at the moment, you don't have an option to be able to buy the components yourself and then get the Envision app or the Envision glasses platform on it. So it's, it's an integrated ecosystem right now. Uh, we're hoping that in the future, yeah, if possibilities arise, we might look into, you know, having people do their own assembly and things like that. Yeah, if you could just, you know, slide it onto the arm of your glasses or clip it onto, you know, the arm of your... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have been talking to Google as well about uh, the possibility of trying to sort of open up uh, things on the hardware side a little bit so that you could have, like, clip-on, uh, you know, uh, to your... You know, to, to your own frames and so on. Uh, so we're looking, we're sort of exploring options. We have definitely put this as uh, a request in front of Google. So let's see how they work things out. 
Yeah, and that and that could very well be something that you know Google is interested in themselves. I mean, that would be you know if 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 they could take that technology and you know make it so that you could turn your own pair of of glasses into smart glasses, you know, just with that clip on, you know, that might yeah. that's probably something that they're looking at and that they'd be interested in. But um, that's yeah, probably yeah, down the road. Yeah. Because I think, you know, if you're having a consumer facing glasses, you know, if you're going to sell smart glasses to everyday people, for sure, you need to add some amount of customization to the hardware yeah. for it to make sense for people. So I think, you know, when they when Google does come out with its own consumer facing smart glasses, uh, they probably will offer those customization options. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Envision's going to be on it for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I mean, but we're probably not looking for another few generations. Like soft, I'm talking about, you know, hardware generations, probably before they yeah. get to that point. You know, I think that they, you know, their their first step is going to be like penetrating the, the mainstream market with the idea of, yeah. of smart classes and getting people yeah. sort of on. Yeah. And that. I think, you know, I mean, there's a lot that we can already do on the, on the current hardware. Yeah. Uh, like I was talking about, you know, trying to get other uh, assistive technology apps onto the platform and uh, trying to work on more uh, features that are like specific to the glass. There's a lot that we can already explore with the current hardware. And that's what I think is, is super exciting for us as a platform that we can do this. And it's it's sort of opened up a different world for us now. You know? Right. And I mean, honestly, I'm looking at the frames here on the website, and honestly, they're cooler mm-hmm. than my glasses, anyway. So I'd, I'd rather have, I'd rather put my yeah. lenses into your glasses than, or into your frames. Yeah. yeah, I really like those Smith Optics ones. You know, they're they're sturdy, yeah, but then they're not heavy. You know, they look they look a little they look like they might be heavy, but then they're super lightweight, uh, and they look really cool. You know, they look like a wearing a pair of wayfarers yeah. on your eyes. So it's it's really nice. Yeah, totally. Well, listen, hey, I'm I'm super stoked. I'm excited that you guys are, are finally finally shipping and and you know on the cusp of of release. Um, yep. Yeah. Uh, can people pre-order them? Yes. So people can still pre-order them uh, on our website. You know, they can go. We still have a few units left, um, and I think pre-ordering now would really support the development of the Envision app and the glasses. So that would be really, really helpful for us to keep continuing the development going forward. And when you pre-order the app, uh, so the glasses right now, you get software updates free for a lifetime. So you basically get software updates free from this point on. And you would also be able to get uh, the Envision app uh, free as well uh, for a lifetime, basically. So where can people find any information about about ordering or just about the, the app or Envision in general? Right. So if you want to go ahead and find out more about the glasses, you can go to www.envisionglasses.com. You know, uh, we got that domain name recently and <laughs> earlier it used to be letsenvision.com slash glasses. But when we saw envisionglasses.com, we just bought it. So you could go to envisionglasses.com and you'd be able to pre-order your glasses. Uh, and uh, if you want to know more about the app and install it, there's a 14-day free trial. Uh, no strings attached, so you can just go to the App Store or the Play Store and just search for Envision AI. That's E N V I S I O N space AI, and you would be able to go ahead and uh, you know install the app, try it out, uh, and we'd love to hear what you think. Just thinking to myself, you know, I look forward to the day where you know you can walk up to a bus stop, look at the bus stop sign or the route number, and it gives you the next arrival date or next arrival time, and mm-hmm. you know. That type of information would be so cool on the fly. Yeah. Yep. We're almost there, my friend. Yeah. 
We are. We're almost there. We are. We are. And and I and I think that will be a very 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 exciting future for all of us. You know, not just uh, not just people who are visually impaired, but I think even even folks like me who who just want to basically be able to have access to information at a much faster rate than where we are at right now. You know. Yeah. I just don't want all these notifications popping up in front of my eyes. <laughs> oh no, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, that that would that would be a very dystopian future. But you yeah. know, the one that I look forward to is is yeah, like you know, if, if if I find something interesting, I want to be able to know where it's coming from or what it is. Or if I find an interesting piece of clothing someone's wearing, I want to know, hey, where where can I buy those? Or those are the kind of things that really excite me. And I think what we're doing with the Envision glasses is like a very very important first step in that direction so that's that's what really excites me you know awesome yeah, awesome karthik okay well thanks again and uh, take care and best of luck with uh with september yeah thank you so much and uh, thank you so much ryan and gang for having me uh really nice talking to you again as well so yeah uh, we'll keep you posted absolutely good. join us thanks thanks again yeah wow so that sounds really cool i'm i'm actually excited i'm getting really stoked about the idea of smart glasses well, it's been a long time coming, right? We've been yeah. waiting for these things to actually take to the mainstream for a few years. So yeah, it's well, nice to see something finally coming to fruition. And it's so funny, too, because, you know, you, you, know, you remember when Google first tried to sort of get, get the, the idea of the Google Glass into the marketplace, and there was such pushback from it. You know, they, they didn't like the idea of, you know, there were privacy concerns and they just they thought they looked stupid and there was it just didn't it wasn't the right time but i feel like you know now that you know we've got apple watches and um the yeah where it was much more of a thing now than it was five, yeah ten years ago. yeah exactly and we have digital assistants now i think the 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 concept is way more appealing i think now is the the right time and I think that I think that Karthik's absolutely right. I think that in the next, I would say in the next two to three years, I think we're going to see some real massive um, growth in that. I think Apple's going to release theirs. Everyone's going to be like, oh, wow, that's super cool. And they're going to line up and to buy it. And then the race is going to be on. I mean, I haven't, I haven't been this excited about glasses since like those <laughs> x-ray glasses that you used to see in comic books and stuff where you could see through people's clothing. And that yeah, didn't turn out to even be a thing. No. Who pairs of those did you order? Uh, three. Got screwed on those and those sea monkeys. Sea monkeys. They, they weren't really sea monkeys. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I tell you, there was there was no morals in advertising. <laughs> they would just lie, blatantly lie to us. Sea monkeys didn't look anything like the picture. Uh, they didn't build castles nothing just... <laughs> did you ever receive your sea monkeys yeah i totally ordered i totally ordered sea monkey didn't you yeah no oh, yeah. i had sea monkeys them in the box but I never never ordered them oh my god why wouldn't you god nine-year-old me was just like oh my god i need these i need to rule over my own sea kingdom It'll be just like Aquaman. Exactly. Exactly. What did those turn out to be? Weren't they just some kind of shrimp? Shrimp or something? Brine shrimp. Yeah. yeah. They're brine shrimp. Oh, brother. Yep. Bastards. <laughs> <laughs> Give me my $4 back. Uh, yeah, well, that's exciting. Uh, I'm, uh, it'll be really, and Ryan, I, I'm telling you, these frames are really cool. 
like I think your question about like being able to use your own frames is is valid and I do think that that would is probably down the road but honestly like I w- I would rather put my lenses in their frames. Well, that's you know that's the nice thing about this solution is that if we do have somebody who does have some sight currently but are losing their sight, you know they can put their existing lenses in their prescription lenses into these frames and still make that transition from you know sight to using a smart device. Um, I think that's that's the exciting exciting part of this. Now, and this is a and this is sort of a low vision question, so I'm going to pose it to Steve. But what what do you think? is the potential there to be able to use um, something like the Google Glass as a, a low vision platform for some of these head-mounted um, low vision solutions that are out now? Like, could they, could they actually utilize that? I don't think so. I think the visible area uh, and the fact that it's more of an overlay than a, than a, a screen, per se, um, I, I just don't see it. But, I mean, that said... You know, also, it, it's only displaying to one eye, if, I, if I'm correct, right? It's only it, displaying to the right eye, I believe. Yeah, but prob- probably. Eight yeah. megapixel camera, so you could snap a picture and magnify that image. Potentially, or, yeah. yeah. Or use Some that, that camera as, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, hmm, it's hard to say. Yeah. yeah I don't know. I, I, hang on, let me just Google what the field of view is for the Google Glass. You know, being able to zoom in on something and magnify it, snap a picture. See, maybe we're the first people to think of this. <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah, we're just stupid. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, reading that transcript was a bad idea. Now I just have a really low self self opinion. This is not. This wasn't good for me, Ryan. I don't think. I think we should kibosh this whole idea of a trans. Well, okay, we can still do a transcript every show, but just don't send it to me. Like I don't want to see it. Well, that's fine. I basically wanted you to kind of do a quick proof, proofread of it, not di- do a deep dive. Yeah, the deep because, dive is a bad idea. Well, it is a captioning show, so you know, to I me know. it just made sense to have the it transcript. Does. I know, I'm just being, just being stupid. Because <laughs> I am. <laughs> Duh. Duh. <laughs> okay, so according to this... The resolution of the camera is 8 megapixels. Yep. The display is 640 by 360. Wow. That's what it says. Ooh. Yeah. So, I mean, it might not, it, you know, it, the technology might not be there. I mean, maybe, you know, down the road, maybe it could be could be something that's viable. But, you know, again, like like he said, like that that's the big um thing that they're trying to crack in in terms of like development of smart glasses in general right. um is that screen yeah you know, the screen and the camera um so yeah it's kind of i guess it's kind of not surprising that 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 limitation would really impact the ability to use that platform for anything low vision as a low vision solution i, would think, I wouldn't i wouldn't see it as being ideal and because it's positioned very specifically in, in yeah kind of the top top right yeah. Point of your view, there's, you know, there, there's potential for it, but I think there's going to be way more people who aren't going to be able to use that than would be able to use that in the open. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Right. Well, still, it's going to be cool. I wonder if they have an X-ray app. <laughs> well, you can install the day trial of the Envision AI app on your phone and <laughs> see. take a take a gander through it. That's right. 
Well, then, you know what time it is, then? Uh... It is time for Ryan to tell me where can people find us. They can find us online at www.atbanter.com. That's correct, sir. They can also drop us an email, if they so desire, at cowbell at atbanter.com. Really. Also, stalk us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, Well, that is going to do it for us this week. Thanks, everybody, for listening in. Big thanks to Karthik for joining us. And we will see everybody next week. This podcast has been brought to you by Canadian Assistive Technology, providing low vision and blindness solutions across Canada. Find us online at www.canastech.com. That's C-A-N-A-S-S-T-E-C-H dot com. Or call us toll free at 1-844-795-8324. For all your assistive technology servicing needs, call Chaos Technical Services at 778-847-6840 or find them online at chaostechnicalservices.com. 